Welcome to episode 19 of Thoughts on the Tinkerage. There's an old saying that you are what you eat. And it's an interesting kind of thing to, to think about. And there's, there's several ways of considering that. The literal, you know, every cell in our body is created from atoms, molecules, and those atoms and molecules, of course, are generated by the nutrition we take in, the source of materials combined with the oxygen we, we breathe. There's also the kind of nutritional, the idea that yeah, if we overeat, we will get heavier. If we undereat, we will lose weight. Yeah, simple thermodynamics, really. If we use more energy than we consume, our body will release some of the stored energy. There's that idea that if we eat healthily, we will be healthy. If we take in too much of the wrong things, Again, we, we, we will be unhealthy. With diet, with nutrition, most people will suggest that the most important thing is some form of balance. Everything in moderation is a phrase that's often used. If all you eat is junk food, you could possibly expect to be unhealthy. If all you eat is well, if the majority of what you eat is, is sweets, candy, you expect to lose your teeth. You consume vast quantities of soda. You say bye-bye to your teeth. And yeah, I think it's, it's starting to be recognised now, more so, that what we eat, how we eat, can affect us and in different ways yeah, there are some people who can eat one type of diet and somebody else eats the same and one is ill and one's not because we're all so unique we're also different our genetic makeup our, our physiological history all of these things can affect how food has an effect on us and before you start thinking, I'm going to start yapping on about food for too long. I could. I have, I have actually studied myself, not, not for any qualification, diet and nutrition for over 30 years. Don't always get it right. I'm, I'm very human. I often make mistakes and I have made mistakes. Particularly times of stress, I do have a penchant for... Brits call it crisps, or as Americans call it chips. Uh, too much sodium, yeah, not, not good for the blood pressure and things like that. I, I like sweet things, and I've, today I've been making Welsh cakes, and I've, I've eaten a few too many today. Uh, and I, I know that because I've got a little bit of an upset stomach, but that do taste so nice. 
But actually, I, I don't really want to talk about food right now. I want to talk about actually the idea we are what we eat, but change it ever so slightly. And I'd say that we are what we consume. Now, that can, of course, include food. But I would also argue that it includes the things that we do, the things that we've done, the things that we take into our minds as much as our bodies. I, taking things into our bodies, of course, it's not just food. Yeah, many people have a poor relationship, shall we say, with alcohol, with pharmaceutical drugs, non-pharmaceutical drugs, and many other things. I, again, I don't really want to go down that line either today. But what I do want to talk about is the things that we take into our minds. I was listening to another podcast a few days ago, and it was talking about how we often find ourselves in groups of people that act like an echo chamber that give us back what we're putting out. I think there is an element of truth to that. I think it's very common for us to find comfortable places and, and to stay in those comfortable places. And I know I certainly have a few places uh, that I go to kind of social media wise where I have some great friends and I have friends that have some very similar outlooks on things. And that can be obviously very comforting. I, I find great comfort in knowing that there are a few people that I can call really good friends. And I know that on many things, and possibly not everything, that we, we think similarly. And that does mean that there's a place that I can go and I, I can express concerns about other things. And I know that they will perhaps understand where I'm coming from. And that's, I think, is really useful thing to have. I think it's a really important thing to have. But I also think it's important to ensure that perhaps we do get other viewpoints. And I think at a time like we're in at the moment with a, a global pandemic, we've got a situation that's generating a huge amount of debate, particularly with the regard how respective governments have handled the coronavirus, and I'm, I'm not going to go down there. I know there's controversy. Uh, the only thing I think I would say is that I'm glad I'm not in government. I, I think I'd perhaps handle things perhaps a little bit, bit more integrity. But I also know that there are so many unanswered questions, and I suspect that to a certain extent, with many aspects of it, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. But staying away from kind of specifically talking about politics, I think there is a danger with social media that we find ourselves in places where we're constantly being echoed in the things that we think and the things that we say. To the point that it reinforces what we think and say 
to the point where we might not consider other viewpoints. So I think it, for me, it's important that I do look at what other people are saying, do think about what other people are saying. That's not to say that sometimes I don't challenge what perhaps people are saying that perhaps I disagree with. I will often find myself in a position where I think you, as the person I'm looking at in terms of what you've written, what you've posted, have posted something that I disagree with. And here are the reasons why I might disagree with that. I also think it's important. And here's another nugget that I think is sometimes forgotten. I had this situation a few days ago with a a comment on a post on social media that I disagreed with, I strongly disagreed with. There were elements of the post, or actually it was specifically about a comment that I agree with and, and certainly didn't disagree. But there were some other elements of the post with which I disagreed. And I, I stated my disagreement. And the person who wrote it said, well, that's, yeah, I can understand that you're coming from a different context and obviously we'll have different thoughts in it. And I deliberately commented and said, well, yeah, that's fine. You know, we will have to, uh, but they, actually they had said, well, we'll just have to agree to disagree. I basically concurred and said, well, yeah, and you know what, that's fine because we're, we're adults and we're going to behave in a manner which shows each other due respect because it is okay to have differing opinions. And this is this is what got me thinking. I've, I've struggled this week to try and pick a, a topic to talk about because a few things have happened both in kind of the media and in, in kind of the real world yeah, that kind of made me think, well, I'm going to talk about this. And, oh, no, I'm going to talk about that. And this has come back to me several times this week, this idea that what we consume intellectually creates us. And that isn't just about social media. I think social media has a lot to answer for. The whole purpose of social media is to get people staying on social media. And they play some very clever tricks in order to do that. It's a great means of communication. It is a great way of keeping in contact with people. I'm very thankful to be able to keep in contact with family, school friends, university friends, ex-work colleagues, and it's very useful for that. But I'm also very aware that it's not necessarily a source for good. I think at some point I will talk a bit more about that. But I also want to think about making and how what we consume creates us as as makers. I think it's very easy to, for example, with YouTube, to follow a certain type of making, a certain genre. Maybe it's designing furniture, making furniture. Maybe it's resin work, leather work, wood turning. The specific type of making doesn't really matter. I know that my viewing habits over the years have changed massively. I'll, I'll find myself for 
perhaps quite extended blocks of time following one particular type of making. I know, for example, wood turning. I, a few years ago, I spent a lot of time watching wood turning videos. And I, I think because I haven't got a lathe, and I, I, I don't really get opportunity to practice. I've, I've used the lathe twice. Um, not having that ability to move practice, I generally now find wood turning videos a little bit boring. I will often watch them to support people that I consider friends and see what they're making. But I do often find myself skipping through to see what they've made because I'm not in a position to apply anything I learnt from how they're doing things. I've been in a similar position with, uh, for a period, watching videos about making camper vans. So taking a, a, a transit van, a, a sprinter, doesn't matter the type of van, and, and turn it into something in, w in which you can camp. Um, I, I watched quite a few of those, and again, not in a position to uh, to do that. Not in, I haven't got the space for a van, haven't got the space to work on a van, haven't got the money to buy a van or to, to work on it as much as I'd like to do that. And so again, I kind of stopped watching those. And I could probably stand here and list off another half a dozen dozen crafts where I've binged, I've I've learnt a lot, but then I've massively cut back. But here's the here's the thing, I've by doing that, I've acquired a set of knowledge. Now it's not a complete set of knowledge by any admission. It's not it's not necessarily a, a, a working knowledge. As I said, I've I've done wood turning twice. Once on a very rickety school lathe on a piece of rough, horrible pine with blunt tools, the second at a, a tool show uh, creating a, a slimline pen. I've not used a lathe other than that. I'd love to. I wish I had the space and the money to, to get a lathe. Again, it's, it's not going to happen. But I, I have a knowledge I can I can converse, I can watch others, I can understand what they're doing and why they're doing things. So that's that's given me a an inside view, to a certain extent, into the world of wood turning. I could say the same thing for making vans. And again, a, a, a dozens of other forms of making. Now, each one of those can influence another. I really find it very satisfying when I can take a, a skill that I've learnt in one area and apply it to something else. Or uh, hints and tips. Or ideas. I love reading. I love reading books. I love finding new information out. That That is one of the things that I, I've, I've always tried to do. Since I, I suppose as a child, you're, always, you're constantly learning, but never necessarily thinking about it. But as an adult, I've always tried to learn something new every day. And it, it's sometimes it's very active learning. Sometimes it's it's less active. And 
Do you think it's impossible to not learn something new every day? I think it's some days it's bigger jumps than others. And for me, having a, a wide breadth of input, I don't necessarily mean just things like, well, taking books and taking video and trying things and doing things. I mean looking at different sources of information about different things. Maybe it's just that serial skill collector in me. Maybe, I don't know. I, I listened to somebody the other day talking about how they had, as an adult, been diagnosed with ADHD. And sometimes I wonder whether perhaps I have elements of ADHD. I, I find very easy to get distracted. I find try, I want to try new things out. Maybe it's just the, some form of gas gear acquisition syndrome, like having new toys and new things to play with. But I like learning new skills. I like having new information. And I like having a breadth of information. And I think that is key to being a rounded individual. I am a rounded individual, but I'd like to think that I am. I'd like to think that I can consider views from different points. I like to think that I have a wide range of skills. And I believe that I've achieved that by not confining my inputs, my consumption of information to just one area, just one type. And I, 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 I do fear sometimes that that's not a widespread view or not a wide enough spread view. Maybe it's just that the internet shows that there are some extremely narrow-viewed people around. But again, that, that might be just something for another for another day and another discussion. I spent a lot of time talking about me this episode. Something I'd like you to think about. Are you intellectually taking in a balanced diet? Are you, as a maker, if you're listening to this as a maker, you might not consider yourself a maker. You might be listening to this for some other reason. You've maybe found this podcast from some other route other than through the maker community. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you, you don't consider yourself a maker. I know that there are people who I consider makers who don't consider themselves as makers. They maybe consider themselves as metal workers or woodworkers, or furniture makers, or woodcarvers, or woodturners, or textile workers, knitters. It, that, that, that's neither here nor there. Are you open to new ideas? Do you consider that there are new ideas out there? Do you consider trying different things? If you're a woodworker, have you maybe thought of having to go doing some metal work? Not because you necessarily become a metal worker, because it might make you a better woodworker. It might give you different ideas. Similarly, if you're a metal worker, have you considered trying woodwork? I truly believe that the, the more we know, the, the wider we take that knowledge from, the better that we become as a society and as individuals. I guess that's 
probably why one of the reasons why I was involved in education in some ways I still am but you know professionally I was involved in education for over 20 years things like that are important anyway that's something for you to think about as usual all the ways of finding me can be found in the show notes but generally if you type in thoughts or tales from Tinkerage or Andy Pugh uh, you'll generally find me on Instagram or YouTube Facebook Twitter um, I think that's about it I don't think I'm on any other social medias apart from those so thanks for listening and again as always if you have any comments or questions or just want to discuss something well reach out uh, have a good week bye for now